Welcome to Cooler Heads with your host, Jed Hayford of Mission Peace. This is a show about finding the voice of reason in contentious times, trying to have more reasonable conversation with less venom and division. Now, here's Jed Hayford. Uh, yes, greetings and my warmest of salutations to you, my friends. I'm Jed Hafer. With me is producer DJ, the producer. No one gets looser. Crushing it like an industrial strength juicer. That's some of that freestyle that everyone's always asking me to do. You say, is really? Is everyone asking? Eh. Welcome to Cooler Heads. So glad you've joined us. We're always thankful that you come in and, uh, and join us for this time. This, uh, this week, we got to have some review. We're going to have a little bit of review going on. We have to review some of our principles, the things that we believe, our core beliefs here at Cooler Heads and also at my organization, Mission Peace. Do they have a website? Well, sure. It's mission-peace.org. Mission-peace.org. The dash is like a bridge. Think of it that way. Mission-peace.org. And you can go find out more about Mission Peace and all the cool stuff that we're doing. What do we believe? What do we believe at Mission Peace and here on this show? First and foremost, I want to remind everyone that feedback is our friend. That's right. Feedback is our friend. If your fly is down, right? Your zipper's down and someone tells you, they're helping you out, right? You got some stuff stuck in your teeth and they someone tells you about it, they're helping you out. That feedback is your friend. I learned this from my friend, Bruce, who's basically a legend on this show. He was very fond of, of using this phrase. Feedback is our friend. And I used to run groups with angry teenage boys and many of them looked forward to the privilege of driving. Some of them had actually lost that privilege preemptively, but they all looked forward to having their own cars and going out on dates and stuff. And I would say, if you're out driving and someone pulls up alongside you and they say, hey, your uh, your tire's going flat there. You don't say, hey, bleep you, buddy, your tire's going flat, right? You don't get defensive and stupid. You say, hey, thank you. And you pull it over and you fix it, right? You pull over and you fix the problem. Thus, feedback is our friend. So I, I have to start with this because I might say some things today that might upset some people. And I kind of learned that it's good to be nice first and kind of earn the right to tell people things that might be hard for them to hear. But let's just remember, that's something we believe on this show. It's been a big deal in my life. Feedback is our friend. And if we're if we're allergic to feedback, that's going to stunt our growth, right? And we want to have that growth mindset, not that fixed mindset. Uh, another big idea of Mission Peace and a big idea on the show is what we call respectful engagement. The idea that we decide ahead of time that we're going to be respectful and that we're going to stay respectful even when, especially when we disagree. We believe that we're not made of glass, that we actually can disagree and it's okay. We don't have to hurt anyone or fight anyone just because they disagree. And that ability to stay respectful keeps the conversation productive. You've all been part of conversations that deteriorated and it turns into ugliness and it turns into name calling and it turns into, well, you're a horrible human being. That's why you disagree with me. It's not that you just looked at some information and saw it differently or that we looked at maybe different information. We're going to talk about that today. That there's some differing and conflicting information coming in at us, ladies and gentlemen, out there on the internet. So we get different things told to us and some Sometimes it's just a matter of we have different information. What we don't want to do is be so ideological that we always pull. You don't want to be that bad shopping cart. Have you ever had that one? Always pulls to the right, no matter what. Pulls to the left, no matter what. We want to have this open mind and this open dialogue where we can respectfully engage and that helps the best ideas win. And you guys know me, that's what I'm all about. I don't care if it came from the right or the left or this person or this faction. I want the best ideas to win. With that in mind, it's time for The Reasonable Take. Are we into The Reasonable Take? Yeah, you hear the music. This week's Reasonable Take is about lockdowns. 
we all just came out of what I feel like is one of the most difficult times as, as a human race. Uh, at least uh, I can say that it was for me. Did some good stuff happen during that time? For me personally, absolutely. But it was also a heartbreaking time. If you look at some statistics on suicide, drug abuse and drug addiction, loss of jobs, loss of businesses, and then certainly, and I don't want to downplay this element of it, but loss of health and loss of life. If you're listening, you probably have or know someone that's close to you that got really sick and maybe even lost their life. And I don't ever want to downplay that. What we're talking about here in terms of the lockdowns and the shelter in place and the the executive orders that were not allowing people to go out and interact the way that I'm going to make the case that, that we were made to. I believe very much that we were made to be relational beings that were made to relate face to face and smile at one another and have those verbal and nonverbal cues that we tune into that we're supposed to be tuned into one another. We're already too much getting away from this, right? In our society, there's already too much time looking at screens, not enough time looking at faces. COVID and the lockdowns and all the shelter in place and all the different orders that came out caused that problem to get worse. Whatever you believe about the virus and whatever you believe about the health ramifications, you have to admit that as a society, that loss of human connection took a toll. That toll was big and it's hard to really even measure. We have to agree that that whatever happened during the lockdowns, we know that was hard on a lot of people. I'm going to make the case, ladies and gentlemen, let's not do that again. Whatever happens with a public health emergency... Let's not handle it the way that we handled it again. And I mean this in a couple different ways. Number one, conflicting information from our leaders. I think as a good leader, sometimes you have to be honest and say, we don't know. We're not sure. We're looking into it. We're going to find out. We'll let you know as soon as we know. But I think too much of the time, leaders felt like they needed to go out there and say something. And then that something ended up conflicting with something else that they said. And then people are, you saw this, you saw this during, during COVID, you saw the paranoia and the blaming and the nastiness toward one another. And I think some of that came from an uncertainty because I heard this conflicting information. I'll take the, we don't know yet. That's that's a good word to add on there. We don't know yet. We're going to know. I'll take that. But the conflicting, just if you, if you doubt this, Google right now, do masks work? See what you get. See what you get. See if you get definitive, if you get something real definitive and clear, or if you get Really smart people arguing with one another. People, and you always wonder, well, do they have some sort of an agenda? That's one of the things I'm always looking for. Does someone have an agenda? I know, you know, roughly 98% of scientists agree with their funding source, right? Someone's paying you and you kind of know what they want you to find. It's amazing how often that happens, that they find the thing that the funding source wants to hear. Probably coincidence. We don't know. We don't know. I don't mean to undermine information in general. That's why it's probably good to do all of our research and all of our due diligence, look at a whole lot of sources, look at sources outside of my bubble, and then make the best determination that I can. If I'm a leader, I need to not have a bunch of yes men and yes women next to me and people telling me I'm always right and that whatever I say is brilliant and genius. You know what? Get married. If you, if that's happening to you too much, get married. This this will generally help, right? But I don't want to have that. I want to have people who will look me in the eye and say, "I'm not sure that's your best thinking," right? You might want to rethink that. You might want to look at some more information, or have you looked at this information? I know you've kind of got a strong conclusion here, but have you seen this? 
Now we can drive ourselves crazy because there's always conflicting information on the internet. There's always going to be. But if I can look at sources and I can be objective, as objective as possible, no human being is completely objective, then I can hopefully find the best information. And that's what we want. Ideally, I'm not rooting for a side here. I want the best information. And then in terms of public policy, you try to put out what's going to do the most good and the least harm. That's basically it for public policy. Get the best information based on that, decide what's going to do the most good and the least harm in the big picture. Leaders have to think not just small picture, but they have to think big picture. I also need to qualify this, that I'm not one of those crazy conspiracy people. And I know as soon as you say, hey, I'm not a crazy conspiracy person, that you sound a little bit like a crazy conspiracy person. I'm, I'm not this person who's like, hey, everybody, it's a big hoax. Wake up, sheeple. By the way, I have I have these friends, right? And I, I honestly believe this comes from a need to feel smarter. Like maybe I'm not feeling that great about myself. So it feels good to go, I'm the only one who's awake and the rest of you are asleep and you don't know. And there's a whole, you just described Facebook, Jed. I know. It comes to, there's some human nature here. I used to take my uh, my kids to this little playground and they'd be swinging and just having fun on the swing. And along, inevitably, along would come some kid who'd go, I can swing higher than you. And I always wonder like, what's going on in this poor kid's life? You know, maybe they're just ultra competitive. No, something's going on in this poor kid's life that they need to feel better and look down on other people and I'm better than you and generally I'm kind of a peacemaker I'm not typically wired that way I do like to win but I don't just look at other people and go I need to make myself feel better but there's so much of that and it particularly with intellect you're dumb you're a fool you're a sheep I'm smart I'm the one with the good information me or my side we're right too much of that ladies and gentlemen and it leads to ugly disputes it leads to slanted or one-sided views or coverage of an issue let's be humble let's be open-minded and let's really look around and try to decide what's the best information and then based on that let's do the best thing that we can and i know it's easier said than done i'm not a leader i'm not creating public policy but if i were you know what i'd do i'd engage respectfully with people who disagree with me i'd listen i'd actually listen to their points without attacking i'd gather up the very best information and then for public policy all right what's going to do the most good what's going to do the least harm can we do that can we do that ladies and gentlemen our, in our daily lives can we do that that's my hope that's my prayer that's the reasonable take we are so blessed to have a new sponsor on Cooler Heads. My friend, fun and hilarious guy, Evan Money. He and his bride have put together a wonderful program called Marriage of Greatness. They will teach you how to restore the fun and the flow of love in your marriage. They make it fun. They make it easy. This uh, includes lessons you can go back to over and over again and monthly access to them. Check out the link in our show notes for a special deal on Evan Money's Marriage of Greatness program. Check out the link. You'll be glad you did. On the line with us is my friend and a very good man, Jason Roshek of jasonroshek.com, Caldwell Banker's first choice realty. Jason, what's going on this weekend? First of all, I want to wish a happy 4th of July and a happy 5th of July, Jed. The 5th is a big deal up there in Woodland Park, which we affectionately call the Dub P. It is. It is. So on the 4th of July, here's what's going on. This weekend, 4th of July, Sunday, we've got an old-fashioned 4th. So there's games up at Memorial Park just north of Highway 24, and there's things to do for kids, shopping, food, and that happens all day long. All day long on the 4th. It's amazing. I've been there right in the middle of town. It's beautiful. But then, honestly, my favorite thing, it's the 5th of July. You go up to the Woodland Park Middle School, the symphony is coming, the symphony from Colorado Springs. I think they're called the Orchestra 
right now comes from Colorado Springs. We'll have cannons, I think, from the Fort Carson. And oh, yeah. You bring, right? And bring your uh, your blanket. And uh, do you always bring a food, like a sandwich? Or what did you guys bring, Jed, when you were a little kid? I mostly just bummed sandwiches off of other people. I just made a face, like a real sad face, and I'd get a sandwich from somebody. But I have been to this event on the 5th of July. Do they still call it Symphony Above the Clouds? Symphony Above the Clouds. And Symphony I Above the Clouds. And it's amazing. And the cannons at the end, the whole thing, it'll, it'll make you cry. It will. And you want to get there early, like at 530, bring umbrellas, bring a wetsuit, bring a blanket, <laughs> bring a sleeping bag, bring that, I think you got it all. And that's Woodland Park Middle School on July the 5th. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Jason, it's always so cool that you're doing stuff for the community, which is one of the reasons I'm very happy to send people to jasonroshek.com if they have any real estate needs. It's okay with you if they do that, right? Absolutely. We're here for them. We're ready to help answer any questions. Oh, man, you are the best. Well, we'll see you up there on the 4th and the 5th in Woodland Park. All right. Just look for something orange. You'll find me. (laughs) Have a great one. Every week on Cooler Heads, we do something we call The Pulse, where we read your comments from Facebook and comments that you've sent in to us. We always appreciate your input. I'm going to get into some of these comments regarding lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders. Scott says, I think it's common sense that the less you interact with other people, the less likely you are to get sick. The study referred to basically says that SIP, or shelter-in-place orders, and lockdowns did less than intended to influence people's behavior, but the behaviors absolutely influenced the impact of COVID. Diane says, the SIP commandment never made sense to me. In all other disease situations in my lifetime, polio, German measles, those who were infected were quarantined, not the healthy. This was an historically bizarre and unnecessary response that cost hundreds of billions of dollars in productivity. What would I have done differently? Been honest and transparent about the origin of the virus. Two, shut down travel from the country of origin. Three, quarantine the sick, not the healthy. Four, advise people to A, close the toilet lid before they flush, and B, be fastidious about hand washing, and number five, kept Fauci off of TV. Right now, buying a home is super competitive. One of the advantages you can have is to get pre-qualified or pre-approved. And if you don't know the difference between those two things and you want to find out, you've got to talk to my friend, Scott Seaman. He is the master of all mortgages. If you need a refinance, I know those rates are starting to creep back up. This is the time to get a hold of Scott. How do you do that? Applywithscott.com. That's his website. Applywithscott.com. You can also call 719-352-7077. This is my friend since third grade. Get a hold of this guy and he will help you apply with scott.com so excited to have my guest this week you all know me you know i believe that life is short and it's something to be celebrated and something to be savored it's one of the reasons i wanted to have tim glenn on the show tim glenn of the sofa killers welcome to cooler heads Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so cool to have you because I know when we talked about lockdowns and how rough it was on all of us, on everybody. And now you have been quite joyfully out Mm -hmm. uh, on stages, singing in microphones in front of big uh, live audiences again. And just I want to hear how cool that is because it makes me very, very happy that you're doing it. You know, it's my live stream, man. I mean, it's it's therapy for me. But yeah, you're right. There was this dark time of, uh, you know, no bars were booking bands and what places were booking bands 
just didn't book us often enough. You know, we'd play in like once a quarter or whatever. So it was really, really hard. And then when people came, there was a smaller crowd and they were distance and oh, just it's brutal. It was rough. And yeah. I'm sure you got asked to do stuff like uh, Zoom. Uh, I'm, I'm a performer as well. And they're oh, like, yeah. can't you speak or do a, do a show over Zoom? And it's just not the same. I did a couple of Zoom shows, man. And it's so hard because you're you play the song and, you know, you're muting everybody else so you're you can play and then you're done with your song and okay thank you you know dead uh, air dead air we're uh, just not made like no, that we're, we're made not. to be we're live not. in person face to face yeah. human beings and it's it's one of the cool things i've been to full disclosure i've been to many sofa killer shows yeah and you guys have a blast you put on such a great show and i look in the audience and you see people dancing of people of all different races and ages and mm-hmm. backgrounds and again that's to me that's heaven that's the way it's supposed to be that is the way it's supposed to be you know that's how we came up with the name for our band sofa killers was all about about getting people off their sofas and out supporting local music in our community. And it doesn't matter what age, what race, what gender. We want people out supporting local music because there's some great musicians and great bands in this community and people should be supporting them. And we need that interaction. Like you said, we need, we feed off of each other. They love the energy of the show. I love the energy of the audience and it's a symbiotic relationship. Oh, we can tell. We can tell that you (laughs) love it and it's, it's so fun. It's so contagious. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance to check out a sofa killer show. Tell people a little bit about the music that you guys play. We play, um, if it's a hit from the 70s to current and you know it, there's a good chance that we play it. We play rock, pop, funk, disco, and country hits. So uh, a little bit of everything for everyone. And like I said, from the 70s all the way up to current. So if you're in the audience and you're under 25, we're going to play something that you know. <laughs> if you're over 75, we're going to play something that you know. So we try to reach a broad audience. Wow. And that's, that's a lot of songs which means you guys have to practice and learn a ton. I don't think people can appreciate the number of different songs out there and in which key oh, and yeah. putting it all together for, for the entire band. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. We practice every week for a couple of hours every week and there's six of us in the band. And let me just tell you that trying to get six guys to agree on what oh, song yeah. to do next. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get two people to agree on a place to eat. You <laughs> right. can't, you can't do it. Yeah. And you had a lot of classics, a lot of classics mm-hmm. hits. You're talking seventies, eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And unless, and I, I know you guys will do it. You'll learn a new hit mm-hmm. just because you, you love your audience that much. Yeah. Um, even though, as we, we often say on this show, uh, there's no good music that's new. Uh, and that's yeah. not fair. That's that's mean and it's there's not some. fair. There's just very, very little. There's like three. Uh, there's three songs. I will say this. I'm, uh, yeah, as a friend, if you ever do a Cardi B song, I will find you and oh. I will kill you. Uh, no, but you, <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about that. You don't have that. to worry. Your, your life is safe. Yeah. Uh, you've said, though, you've had people ask you to do like, you know, a boy bandish stuff or yeah. whatever. And you've kind of shied away from that. We get a request every once in a while. Hey, will you do some Backstreet? Will you do some NSYNC? No. No, no, we will not. <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite stuff to play? Well, you know, uh, I love Journey and Styx oh. uh, and Toto. Those those are my favorite bands to play. Now you're talking. Um, yeah. That's, you know, 80s, 80s music was it's just a great decade for music and rock and pop. Even pop back then was good. That's uh, right. You know, that's a really good was. way to describe it. Even the pop back then was good. <laughs> that's right. Can you say that about today? <laughs> <laughs> and, but you guys mix it up too. You'll do some funk. Mm-hmm. 
And you don't fake the funk. You do the real funk. Yeah, we do and, some funk. And you'll do some country and you, you mix it all in. And so something for just about everybody. Yeah, we, we try to. We try to keep it uh, varied. And we, the idea is that you're you're never going to be bored at one of our shows. If you, It's kind of like Colorado weather. You know how they say, if you don't like the weather, <laughs> wait around 10 minutes. Well, stick with us for 10 minutes. We're going to play something that you like. One song. Yeah. One song. And then, yeah, something's yeah. going to come along. You're going to have some Tom Petty or Journey. And if you don't like that, then you got to take a mirror and there's the problem <laughs> yeah, right, right there. Yeah. So, and then this is also, I need to say, this is also a good group of guys, good group of individuals who it do is. great stuff. They care. They care about the community. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just uh, it's not just a bunch of prima donnas. There's a bunch of people who actually really care about the community. And they, if an, a venue has you, I know they always want to have you back because the people came out and they had a great time. Yeah, you know, I, I love the guys in this band, and it really is this kind of convergence of at, at the right time and the right place of the right musicians picking the right songs, and that's really been our formula: is uh, finding the right people to play with us and finding the right songs that will connect to an audience. And for how many years? Eleven years now we've been together. Fantastic, yeah. eleven years, and, and definitely one of Colorado Springs and Southern Colorado's just favorite bands anywhere. Mm -hmm. Again, if you haven't been to a Sofa Killer show, you need to go. Uh, with that in mind, uh, what do you guys got going? If people want to find you or they want to follow you and mm. find out when they can get out and see you, let's do, we always do this. This is the shameless plug portion of Cooler Eds. It's one of my favorite parts, actually. This is a rather shameless promotion. Hey, it worked on me. Me too. But let's make sure we let people know when and where they can find you. We're on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook uh, and just search for Sofa Killers, it's just one word and just like it sounds, Sofa Killers. Uh, you can find us there and find out what we're playing next. Our next show uh, coming up is July 9 and 10 at Boot Barn Hall. Oh, fantastic. We were just talking about the yeah, Boot I love, Barn Hall. It's a great venue. That. Oh, it is. July 9 and 10 at Boot Barn. And uh, that place, that holds a lot of people. It does. It holds a lot of people. I think we're going to sell uh, four, between 480 and 500 tickets a night. So What a uh, beautiful thing. We're talking about post-COVID. Right? Have a big group of people together having a great time. I, I would like you to talk a little bit about that, Tim, about just the experience for you after going through this dark time. Mm -hmm. And now you get to look out and see packed audience. What's mm -hmm. that like? Boot Barn Hall was actually really good to us. In the midst of the pandemic, they let us come in once a month month to put on a show. We, they had limited seating, obviously, like everyone else did. They had to follow all those rules. Yeah, they did. They had, to, But they're five-star rated for the COVID restrictions. And they brought us in every month and allowed us to play and keep building our fan base. So actually, you know, COVID was pretty good to us. We didn't have as big as packed shows. We lost a lot of festival events, Briarfest and Wolf Ranch and First in Maine and those kinds of things last summer. But we're getting them all back this year. They're all coming back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> we built our audience up during the pandemic by playing to people who were willing to pay for a ticket price to see a cover band, which is just bizarre to me. But I love well, that people are willing to play to see, pay to see us. Well, for you guys, though, it makes it makes sense because you guys are that good. And I'm not just saying that. Thank you. Uh, we know so many people who are performers and who are small business yeah. owners, uh, bars, restaurants and other venues that it was just so rough on. Uh, and I know you're like me. It just it just breaks your heart because you're rooting for everybody. Mm -hmm. You're rooting for these people to succeed. Uh, what are you seeing as far as some of those places uh, coming back? during the COVID lockdowns, do you see them coming back? I do. I think I think we're on a positive trajectory. I really believe that things are going to be turned around. Uh, bands are starting to play a lot more. 2021 will be the busiest year ever in our 11 years for Sofa Killers. Oh, we've got fantastic. more gigs than we've ever had before. And other
other bands are saying the same. We're starting to book and we're booking more now because there's that hunger, that desire for that interaction again. Oh yeah. Well, that makes me happy for that. It makes me happy for the bands, but it really makes me happy for the venues because again, so many of our, our dear friends and, and people we are close to really, really suffered during mm-hmm. this time. And uh, it caused some fights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, you ever uh, happened by that there uh, Facebook once in a while. Uh, <laughs> You know, part of my mission is to get people fighting less and, and being less ugly to each other. But yeah. we saw some real fights break out uh, online and occasionally not online over these issues of, you know, was the lockdown a good idea? I, I just kind of made the case earlier in the show of whatever, whatever happens, let's not do that again. Right. <laughs> let's please, as a, as a human race, let's not go through anything like that ever again. It makes me want to wash my hands and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Probably is some improved hygiene uh, out of all this. And then there's an, an appreciation. And that's part of why I wanted to bring you on too, is, is I know you, like me, have this appreciation for, ah, we're together again. Yes. Uh, families can get together again, groups of people. And it's so, uh, it's so sad when we had to go through such an extended period of time without that. I know your dad, you know, so yeah. put your dad hat on for a second mm. and you're giving advice now. Uh, you're giving advice to, to yeah. younger people or people who might live in another generation from now. And what, what, what what did you take from this as far as maybe learned do's, don'ts? Uh, what, what dad advice do you have for people? You know, I think two big learnings for me from the pandemic are number one, how easily we can be controlled by fear. And number two, how quickly we're willing to give up our freedoms. And those two things are very scary. In, in a country like what we live in, they're terrifying. We live on freedom. We live on uh, the principles of uh, being able to make your own decisions. And we really relinquished a lot of our own own freedoms to the powers that be out of fear. And if I could give any advice to young people today, it would be stand up a little stronger you know, have a little bit more backbone for your rights and your freedoms and don't let fear control you. We shut down an entire country for a virus that I'm not saying it's not real. It's a very real virus, but we shut down an entire country and economy for a virus with a 99% plus survival rate. If I could say anything to young people, it would be don't let fear rule your life and don't be so quickly to quick to give up your freedom. We cited uh, some some studies earlier in the show where they're showing now it, it didn't really do the good that it was supposed to do it being lockdowns. And so it makes it especially tragic and, and not worth it when we look at some of the ramifications of, of suicides going up and mm-hmm. and uh, drug abuse and addiction going up. And, and, and physical and sexual abuse that taking absolutely. place in homes where people are locked together for... Where they're yeah. trapped in there. I have yeah. some friends who are counselors and social workers and they said, wow, just, you know, epidemic during this time. And I realized I don't think anyone sat down and said, wow, I'm going to ruin a whole bunch of lives. Right. They took what they thought was the best information that they had, but uh, I'm in agreement with you as as just with anything. I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be reckless, right. but I definitely don't want fear guiding my life and guiding my decisions. And uh, unfortunately, I think sometimes we take it for granted. Oh, our leaders know what they're doing. They have our best interest at heart. Well, th- this is what I conclude. I was arguing with somebody about this nicely, respectfully, mm-hmm. but I said, I don't think anybody set out with this incredibly malicious intent, but I think there are an awful lot of people and they tend to walk in those uh, political circles who will say, hey, I can use this. That's exactly right. Uh, 
I can, and, and, and we should have this great attitude in life of like, when something bad happens, okay, how can I learn from this? How can I use this for something good? But it, it crosses a line of, oh, how can we use this for more power for us or to push our agenda or to exploit or to harm our political enemies? And do I believe there are a lot of people that fit in that category? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Because unfortunately, sometimes they get exposed and we see you've set this particular rule or restriction, but then you didn't follow it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it because you believed in it, you did it for some other reason. And we try not to be like, you know, paranoid, crazy people. Uh, <laughs> DJ has, has ripped the tinfoil hat off of my head <laughs> physically sometimes during the taping of the show. But I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with you, man. And now, just thankfully, we're back to freedom. And, uh, you know, my take at the top of the show was let's never do that again. Let's stay together as human beings the way we're made, mm-hmm. where we interact and we, we get out and have fun and be, be human beings. Hopefully going out again now after all of this will make it taste that much better. You know how you, you haven't had chocolate for a long time mm. and then you get that first bite of chocolate after a couple of years or in my case, days. Yeah, but, to be fair, <laughs> I haven't gone very long without no, chocolate no. either. But, you know, let's let's get this new taste of being together again in our mouths and go, oh, I never want to lose that again. I never want to let that go again. Not without a fight anyway. Yes, let's appreciate it all the more. Well, that is beautiful. So people want to find you. The best place is Sofa Killers on Facebook. Tim Glenn of the Sofa Killers. It's a blast having you, man. Thanks so much for coming on Cooler Heads. And we will see you out there on a stage real soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. We'll be right back on KPPF. If you're in Southern Colorado and you've got anything going on with your roof, or maybe you're buying a property or selling a property, you need an inspection, you have to call my friends at Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. These are people I have known my entire life. They are absolutely trustworthy and they will do a great job for you. They do all types of roof, tile, shingles, anything you need. Get a hold of my friends at Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. I would like to do a few things. I would like to thank our awesome guest, Tim Glenn of the Sofa Killers, for coming on and also for reminding us that uh, our freedom is something pretty precious. Uh, Coming this weekend when we set aside to celebrate that, it's a great reminder. I want to remind you that it's okay if people disagree and we don't have to call them names and we don't have to put them in a camp and we don't have to try to prove them wrong. We should be on our own quest to get the best information and make the best decisions based on that information. Doesn't mean I don't influence people. Doesn't mean I don't try to persuade. Here's another principle convince me, don't coerce me, right? I'll persuade you with good information, but not with calling you stupid, calling you a sheeple, calling you a, you know, fill in the blank. Let's treat each other better than that, ladies and gentlemen, because we are better. No lumping. I also want to pay a special tribute to my wonderful uncle, Ron Hafer, affectionately known to the family as Buster, who passed away this week. Absolutely wonderful man. Hilarious. He was a chaplain at Biola University for many, many years. And every time I would meet somebody from that university, they would say, oh, we love your uncle. He's so great. He's so funny. He's in heaven now, and I'm sure he's cracking everybody up. We love you and miss you, Uncle Ron. I want to thank my awesome sponsors, uh, Evan Money and his Marriage of Greatness program, Scott Seaman and applywithscott.com for your mortgage needs, Jason Roshek, jasonroshek.com for your real estate needs, and my friends at Aspen Roofing Company who will take great care of you if you need a roof. I want to invite you to join us next week. I've got a 
guy who says, "Have you ever heard that you you gotta you gotta climb the ladder, right? You gotta be ruthless in business. You gotta crush the competition." I got a guy coming in here who's gonna do an unhostile takeover of the microphone, and he's gonna he says otherwise. He's gonna convince us that maybe there's a different and better way to do that. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind everybody: cooler heads will prevail, and love will win. This has been Cooler Heads with Jed Hafer of Mission Peace, presented by Scott Seaman of ApplyWithScott.com and by Jason Rochek from Coldwell Banker, First Choice Realty, and by Aspen Roofing Company, Inc. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Cooler Heads and listen to the podcast on Podbean.